Well, let's toast because I am drinking a lovely Le Bobo from at Wink. Hashtag not a sponsor yet. yet. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> the, the, fo- the Foley work. This is what you come to this podcast mm. for. Wait, 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 wait. Let me try it. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, there hey. we go. That was lovely. Cheers. Lizards, Cheers to us. Lizards, the secret behind that one is that I brought the bottle into the recording <laughs> studio, a.k.a. my office, with me. Any, if you or any of the lizards out there hear some rustling noises, PA Moxie <laughs> is out of her pen because she was being real annoying right before we started recording and started like... Doing that jailhouse thing from the 1920s cartoons where they take a little the cup and run and... it against the rail. Yeah, but with her uh, with her teeth and then her little red food cup. So, <laughs> well, I was like, all you have to do is ask. We don't need all this drama. Because <laughs> she can talk. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you hear uh, P.A. Ollie, he might come in and yowl a little bit in his oh. tiny girly oh. yowl um, because he's been begging me for food starting at 2 p.m. It's probably because it gets dark so early. This motherfucker gets fed between <laughs> six and seven. <laughs> Usually he starts like being like, hey, 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 remember me? Uh, mm-hmm. And and converts from cuddle mode to feed me mode around 4.35. Um, so two is way too fucking early. Um, because once he gets into feed me mode, that's when he gets into breaking shit mode. Oh no. Ollie, Oliver, how dare you? You know what I feel like this means? I feel like it means this is one, one, it means he's really hungry. And two, that means he threw up his breakfast somewhere. Oh no. And I haven't found it. You would smell it. Would I? I Would I? Right. No, maybe not. Wait, well, I hope your rub my disability fi- in my face. I I hope your eyes find it before your bare feet do. And he does stir up a lot these days because once again, I think I've told this to the lizards and to you uh, that he just doesn't understand that eating the fake needles of my fake Christmas tree does not agree with his stomach. So he eats them, immediately throws them up, and then is just like, couldn't have been those, and then goes no, back to the tree. Let's do it again. So, yeah, it's a buffet. Anyway. It's an all you, all you can throw up buffet right there, Ollie. <laughs> I just I sent you a picture earlier of me in those jeans and yeah. like behind me on the bed was like a roll of paper towels. That's my bedroom roll. Oh. I have rolls in every room now so that I can just as soon as I hear the hork, I can just like go like this and grab them <laughs> instead of having to run and find them. The hork. <laughs> you know. I the know hork. the hork. I'm sorry to say I know the hork. He's very stealthy with his vom, but like he usually does like a whale sound. He'll go like a whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he'll go silently hork somewhere, but he does announce it to the home. Unfortunately, I'm also aware of the whale sound. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm a little tired. A little tired. Uh, we we took a little family trip to Williamsburg. We manifested weekend. that. We created yes. that on this podcast. Yes. So we were going. The plan was we were going to drive up Saturday morning. We were going to spend one day Colonial Williamsburg, one day Bush Gardens. Stayed at, a, at like a relatively nice hotel that we stayed at before. 
Okay, the long and the short of it is I'm not ready to integrate back into society. This nope. is what I've <laughs> come away with. You know how in Lost... Yes. I'm just setting, setting the stage. <laughs> in Lost, there is some sort of weird magnetism in the universe mm -hmm. that attracts place. the energy yeah. to this special place where, like, I don't know, your cancer is cured or you find the meaning of life. Brish, 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 brish. Your dead relatives come walking out of the forest and you're like, I want to chill here with you. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think Williamsburg is like that. <laughs> but for redheads? I know, this is so weird. Okay, statistically, <laughs> I had to look this up because I saw so many redheads there. So many redheaded children I saw. <laughs> And I was like, I love, and let me tell you, I love red hair. I, I love, I love a ginger. I love red hair. The first little boy I ever had a crush on had like bright orange hair. Aww. And that always stuck with me. Like, I, I love it. Shout out to Brett. <laughs> hey, Brett. Uh, but I kept seeing families with at least one ginger, if not two, mm -hmm. to the point where I was like, this can't be statistically possible right so i looked it up what do you think just guess what statistically is the percentage of the population with red hair eight three percent oh because yes yeah, super recessive three percent natural redheads are going extinct like legitimately uh, not in williamsburg <laughs> go to williamsburg <laughs> that's that, where they all are <laughs> i mean so there was that was just like a weird thing that like just kept happening and i was like what in and at the hotel, and at Bush Gardens. Like, it wasn't just in one place, either. It was so odd. And walking around downtown Williamsburg. So, anyway. So, so many people, so few souls. <laughs> so, okay. On on Saturday. So, we're like, we'll be in the car. It'll be great. We'll go walk around Bush Gardens, which we did. Got, like, a thousand, kajillion, hundred million steps in at Bush Gardens. We were out until super late. Tiny aside for yes. the lizards, if you are not from the DMV area. Bush Gardens is fucking rad. It is my favorite theme mm -hmm. park. It is so great. I like it better than Disney. I like it better than Universal Studios. Like, I like it better than everything. It's so of its kind. I like it better than King's Dominion, which is another oh, local yeah. thing. Well, it's a totally different animal than King's Dominion. First yeah. of all, if you think Bush, this is like Anheuser-Busch. Anhe <laughs> I have like three sips in Anheuser-Busch <laughs> of Bush Gardens. So it is a little odd that you can get beer, like, anywhere. Every, I mean, great odd everywhere all over this park. It was voted most beautiful theme park in the country. It is highly wooded. Mm -hmm. it is, so it's great. Even in the summer, there's lots of shade. It's really nice. And and their whole theme is that there's different countries. And I think it's still that way. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've been there. Um, But it's like, oh, I'm in Germany. It's you know, da 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 da. So like, and mm -hmm. everything is themed to that area. So when you're in Germany, mm -hmm. like the ride is the big bad wolf, and then when you're in Scotland, yes. the ride is the Loch Ness monster, aka my yes. favorite. Well, they don't run it this time of year because this time of year is Christmas Town for a couple of weeks, and so they they don't run all the rides, and they do, and they kind of retheme some of the rides that they have to be Christmas. But it's really cute. It is very cute, and all the shows are like Christmas and holiday. But Loch Ness monster, it's so good. Oldest daughter is very upset because every time we go, she has not been able to ride Loch Ness Monster, even though she has been tall enough to ride it. So <laughs> next time you are in town. She is 
tall as shit. She could ride all yeah. the rides, right? She's so tall. She, they can both ride all the rides, but yeah, she's like she tall. I don't want to overhype Black Dust Monster. It's an old roller coaster, but there but was a time. No, there it was. Is, it's crazy. There was a time because this was this was where my family would go. Me, like my little nuclear family, and then the cousins that were like the closest cousins that we grew up with. The eight of us, rather than going super far, we would go to Bush Gardens and then like Water Country USA mm-hmm. is like right there. Mm-hmm. There was a time. When I forget if we were just like super off season or why, but there was like nobody there. Uh, mm-hmm. Me, my brother Brett, and my cousin Brian, um, we would ride the Loch Ness Monster, immediately get off and run back through the line and get on again because they wouldn't let us just stay on it. So yeah, yeah, even yeah, though there yeah, was yeah. no one, so we just nice. like nice. constantly did this circle and we must have rode it like 20 times. I don't think that was good for any of our organs. I was going to but... say, I don't know how you don't have CTE after doing that, but we, <laughs> we walked so much that, well, the gaunt, okay, it started raining in line with every other time we've been to Bush Gardens. It started raining and just wouldn't stop, but it was like that weird, that London kind of like foggy rain. Sat, sad just, air. Yeah, yeah. Right, sad air. So the gondolas stopped working because they always stop working at some point there. So we couldn't gondola back to the beginning of the park. So we were walking all the way through the park, which meant we were walking underneath where the Loch Ness Monster usually goes. And you can look up and see how tight the loop-de-loops are. And they circle back in on themselves. It and is I was like, fucking rad. I was like, hell no. And my oldest daughter's <laughs> like, I want to go so bad. It's so good. Ugh. I mean. It, did... it, it is it, like the beginning of it, you guys, is one of those like, kachuk. Ka-chunk. Uh-huh. Ka-chunk. Yes. And it goes super high. And then it's like, oh, a little dip. Oh, do, do, do. And, then, <laughs> and the thing is, it's so old that it's not like all of these new coasters that's like, oh, we go like 20. You the, you go yeah, so yeah, yeah. steep that it's like concave. It's not any like these crazy ones. It's an old metal coaster. So it's like perfectly enjoyable amount of fear versus like, <laughs> I'm going to throw up. You know? Well, we also did ride Apollo's chariot as <gasps> a family. But the girls rode it themselves a couple times. And then it was like, you guys have to come with us. Okay. So as an explanation, lizards, Apollo's chariot does not go upside down. But it's got no. this amazing, like, like you just have so much weightlessness on it. It's yes. so fun. And my go-to story about Apollo's chariot is that the best field trip I ever fucking had was in high school. My physics class, we went to Bush Gardens and did the physics mm, of roller mm-hmm. coasters and it was rad as hell. And my group, we used the, we did the Loch Ness Monster and like literally the experiments take 20 minutes and you have the rest of the time at the park and it's amazing. <laughs> so there was a time when me, two other girls and my high school boyfriend, we went on a polished chair because it's four across and I remember her name. Her name was Kristen. And she, we, we were going down because again, like this, it's so steep that they're just, you're so weightless and it's so well, cool. But the, the, was it that first drop? Because the first one, that's like the big one of the park where you go up so high, you can I see don't know. everything. It's, it was the one right before the photo. I'll tell you that. Because, oh, that's towards the end of the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because the force, Kristen's shirt came loose <gasps> and went up and over. And so the. <laughs> photo was her going like, ah! like trying to pull it back Did you buy down the photo? please tell me everybody bought the photo no uh, what? <laughs> um and yeah so it's like her going yeah! and then like me and my boyfriend are going like yeah because we did not know what was going on and then the girl next to chris was like, <laughs> like 
Don't so, wear loose, cute tops. Yeah. Recap. Number one, <laughs> don't wear loose clothing on Apollo's chariot. No. Number two, Christmas Town at Bush Gardens is adorable. And there's mm-hmm. lights on literally every single surface. So you know where they have Escape from Pompeii, which mm-hmm. they don't run any of the water rides oh, in the winter. Naturally. Yeah. But they've got, it is covered in lights and then everywhere the water would be is covered in blue lights it's so cool it's really neat so that was gorgeous and and that was actually that was great okay the first thing why i'm not ready to re-enter society number one i was fine but everybody else was starving when and it was super late there's apparently only like two fast food restaurants that are open past nine in that area and they all had like huge like lines of cars like out and into the road so mm-hmm. he had to like drive. <laughs> he kept going to places and then being like, "Okay, never mind. I got to go to this other place. Do you want anything from here?" And then going to the other place. Then going to the. It was that was sad. Okay. I guess a lot and of then, them also probably don't open the actual inside, and it, you have to do drive-through. Here, here's number reason number two. I'm not ready. So it just like rained hard like all goddamn day. So. I was like, well, we can't go to Colonial Williamsburg because so we'll just be like rolling in a mud pit at that. Oh point. yeah. So we were like, we'll just go downtown. And, Y'all, like, it's it's dirt paths there. It's, it's Colonial. Di- it's Colonial town. So you know. So we're like, we'll go downtown where William and Mary is and all the cute little shops. So we're leaving to go. So we go down the stairs and we go to the first floor. And as we're about to open the door, a man opens the door and steps in and says, "Hey, folks," and kind of puts his hand. No one can see me. Puts their <laughs> hands like up in the stopping motion. Oh, oh. He's like. We're having a little incident here. Uh, law enforcement is here. So I'm going to ask if you could please turn around and go back up the stairs and then take the elevator down to the lobby area. And at that point, it's just like, what in the actual hell is going on down here? So I don't know. So we all turn back <laughs> around. Y'all, I'm making up. full Home Alone face right now. <laughs> yes, full Home Alone going on here. We have our day out. Yes. Um, you sent me also, excellent pictures of the um, oh, so so many souvenirs on display. Souvenirs. So many. It was very got cute. ghosts. Williamsburg they, got ghosts. They had an oldie timey Santa like walking around the downtown area. They had groups of carolers with their fiddles, all dressed in olden timey garb. It was very very cute and nice. We brought dinner back with us, and then Taco Bell. <laughs> Hashtag not a sponsor, but it was very great. There's an arcade in the hotel. Kids are playing the arcade. Then we finally That's go upstairs. fun. It was so, I mean, you know how I love skee-ball. Like, come Ugh. on. So we finally get back up to the room. At 2 in the morning, I'm like, what in the hell is that noise? Uh, Lizards, that's the fire alarm that was going off no! at 2 in the morning. No! I was going to say, like, was, this is whole, so wholesome. Like, yeah, no! No. And I was so tired. I was like... In my head, I was like, I don't know. If I get up and go do something, it'll probably turn itself off. So, like, I got up and went to the bathroom and then just stood there completely confused because it was still going off. And then Superhost was like, we have to leave. So, I was like, oh, right. Like, snap, too. Like, I'm awake. <laughs> so, it was hovering around freezing yeah. outside. And I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt because mm-hmm. I was, you know, sleeping, sleeping with the crazy hair. Uh Kids would not get up out of bed. They were totally confused. They were like, why don't you turn the noise off? I'm like, you, you're you still asleep. <laughs> this is a fire alarm. Turn so the we, noise off. So again, fire truck and the ambulance show up. They're there for not too long. But I mean, we were probably outside like a total of like an hour, mm-hmm. I want to say. And then 
like all of a sudden everyone's just going back in and there's no announcement there's nothing from the staff <laughs> like, about we're like done. we're done here it was just like they're letting everybody back in yes. um then in the morning downstairs getting coffee I heard a bunch of people complaining about this, and apparently somebody was on the phone with their relative who's a firefighter, and they are complaining about it. And the guy was like, yeah, it was a false alarm. And the woman next to him was like, actually, no. When I left my room last night, I could smell smoke, and the hallway was smoky. Like, there was something going on. And she's like, I just can't believe nobody, there was no announcement, nobody said anything. I was like, yeah, I kind of expected, like, a note under my door or something being like, hey, so sorry. No explanation from the hotel. I mean. Wow. 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 I know. I know. And it's, like I said, it's kind of a nice place. Y'all, so, I've been watching a lot of Dizos and Miro get ready for a lot of wow. 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 Well, given that our last episode was so excellent, but also left mm. me so enraged, <laughs> I wanted to go with something a little lighter, a okay. little, you know. Um, I understand, Bernie. Ab- if you haven't listened to our last episode, you guys, I'm so proud of MM, and I'm so Hi. proud of that episode. It was so good, and I stomp around and scream a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I'm it's a sign of a good episode. And I also mean, that I feel we live like... in a garbage country, the completely broken criminal justice system. You know. I feel like we put our best into all of our episodes, but every so often, like, the jokes just hit just right. Mm. It's it's very, I, it makes me think of um, fucking Emperor's New Groove. The sun hits that hill just right. It's magic. Um, anyway, <laughs> so to, as a bit of a palate cleanser from a very heavy episode, mm-hmm. I was telling MM before we started recording, I was sort of looking for, like, something December, holiday, New Year themed, and a lot of it is man kills family so didn't really feel like doing that and also it wasn't even just like this is a horrible way to think about it but welcome to true crime obsessions it wasn't even just man kills family it was like man kills family with no other like story to it it's basically just like this guy was a piece of shit and he murdered his family right so you know and it's like i didn't want to even i didn't want to even do like a smorgasbord of a bunch of little stories where they were, that was basically it. Let me tell you three small <laughs> stories. No. Of famicide, Patrick, I mean, whatever, man. So, Ugh, yeah. Uh, instead, I have a UFO tale for Yay! you today. This is the tale of the Warminster Thing. Warminster? Warminster thing. Um, I assume it's Warminster because it's England, so that could be pronounced breakfast. <laughs> Worcestershire thing? Uh, but yeah, Warminster thing. Oh. So this starts on Christmas morning of 1964. <gasps> I love it. In Warminster, England, which by way of geography is about 15 miles from Stonehenge. And it's also on the edge of the Salisbury Plain military training area. There's a military training area that close to Stonehenge? Yes. (laughs) Is this like the UK's Area 51? I think it's more like the, the, uh, maybe Andrews Air Force Base. Like lots of like air drills and stuff like that. Lots of helicopters Uh around. I don't think it's like, let's That's what they want you to believe. Also, perhaps. So, more than 30 people that morning report strange sounds. At 1.25 a.m., Mildred Head wakes up because her ceiling had come alive with strange... Um. 
with strange sounds lashing at the roof. Um, and she didn't assume Santa. Um, okay. Is she sure it wasn't a fire alarm that was going off? <laughs> Turn was... off the sounds, Mom! <laughs> noise? Stop. <laughs> also, it came alive. Camel had I don't hurt like the... that description. Even if it's just being like very literary and flowery and like up like a descriptor, I don't like it. It she said it sounded like twigs brushing against the tiles, but it got louder and louder and louder no. until no. it was like giant hailstones. So she runs to her window and can see nothing. Like no she reindeer. Not, no reindeer, no, no Santa. Okay. She hears a humming sound that got super loud but then faded to a faint whisper, like a low whistling or wheezing. What? So. Santa has COPD. <laughs> Santa got a bit of the COVID this year. Um, oh, so anyway. no. Santa got the Rona. No, no, no. So a few hours later, uh, soldiers at the nearby, a base that is on the edge of this training area, were woken up by a loud noise. And this is a wildly specific description that sounded, quote, like a huge chimney stack from a, from the main block had been ripped from the rooftop and scattered across the whole camp. Unquote. That is a very specific description of a sound. Do chimney stacks blow in such a way that you're like, that's what that sounds like. Burp, burp, burp. It must Who knows, be that man? thing. It must be. That's the only thing that would match the sound I just heard. Like when you're like, okay. that's a car backfiring or whatever. Anyway, so... <laughs> So literally in my notes, I'm like, that's wildly specific. Anyway, they also say they hear a, quote, high-pitched whining or droning note. Mm. At 6 <laughs> at 6.30 a.m. Christmas Day, 6.30 a.m. Roger Rump and his wife. Roger? Oh, how do you spell rump? R-U-M-P, friend. Oh, okay, just making sure. Roger Rump. Do the rump to dance. <laughs> Roger Rumpshaker and his <laughs> wife are woken by a similar noise. And again, the wildly specific description, quote, like the 5,000 tiles of our roof were being ripped off and put back on again. Okay. I love all these names, though. Mildred Head, Roger Mildred. Rump. Mildred. Roger. Head. Roger Mildred Rump. Head. Are we? Certain these are their real names and not multiple not like... sources use these names. Mildred so, Head and Roger Rump. He also heard a humming tone. So that's at six thirty. Also at six thirty, Marjorie By B Y E is walking to church on Christmas morning. How wholesome! She hears a crackling sound and then experiences a quote sonic attack unquote, what? and is thrown to the ground Marjorie? by savage sound waves. She describes it as being pinned down by invisible fingers of sound. I have never heard those words put together. A, savage sound waves, and B, fingers of sound. I'm actually kind of terrified right now. That just, that's squicky. That is really and disturbing. For whatever reason, when it says fingers of sound, I'm imagining like fucking salad fingers. I'm a fa imagining <sighs> like creepy E.T. fingers. Like I'm not imagining just like, oh, she means like st like stripes of sound or whatever. I'm imagining creepy ass fingers. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, youngest daughter. Remember when she had all those ear problems and she had to get the ear tubes? Yep, yep, yep. And it was really traumatic for me, her mother, and not for her. Anyways, yep. her... 
pediatric ENT had the longest, <laughs> skinniest fingers I've ever seen in my life. And so I always called him Dr. Spider Fingers. <laughs> to his face? No. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> but then there was somebody I knew from work who was talking about, oh, their, when their kid went through something similar. And I was like, oh, what doctor did you? She's like, oh, I can't remember his name. And I said, was it? I literally said, was it Dr. Spider Fingers? And she turned to me and she's like, yes. And it was I the same that. guy. So, um, so all these people in this town are reporting their findings to a local journalist. His name is Arthur Shuttlewood. So not the police, but a journalist. And his name is Arthur Shuttlewood. I love it. Okay. I have to assume they like also called the police or maybe the military because they're right there. Uh, and then Arthur, they're all like, hey, Arthur, we know that you don't have any. It's Christmas. You don't have any plans. Come on. Right. Hey, Arthur. what's up? So everyone's no reporting all these Arthur, things. Let's tell you about this. <laughs> You know, and it's all trickling in, like, hey, on Christmas, did you have this? And they're like, oh, uh -huh. me too. Oh, my God. So Arthur doesn't really believe them, and he's just sort of like, sure, uh-huh. He's um, a curmudgeon. He's like, what? get off my lawn, whatever. Uh, so uh, more wild things happen into 1965. For example, in February, a entire flock of pigeons just suddenly dies. Um, in, Mar in March, uh, three families hear loud noises outside of their house, and their roofs and windows shake with some sort of force. Nope. In June, so we're skipping ahead to June, 1965, Jeez. townspeople start seeing unidentified objects in the sky. But okay. the descriptions are definitely not consistent from person to person. Some people have described it as a cigar-shaped vessel covered with winking uh -huh. bright lights, quote-unquote. Uh, or another one. I cannot... This is not a... This person does not paint a good word picture. Quote, twin red-hot pokers hanging downwards, one on top of the other, with black space in between. Unquote. It sounds like that mushroom I found in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's dick! Uh... <laughs> Y'all, you have to go back and listen to whatever episode we talked about mushrooms. It was either last episode. No, no, it was two, two, two episodes ago with the devil's dick. Um, I think it was 54. Oh, my God. Um, uh. To get, that's a callback. Anyway, um, I didn't just randomly say devil's dick for no reason. I mean, anyway, she does, everybody. Just all the time. Randomly. But in this time. case. Uh, so... One June sighting uh, was the a UFO hovered over Warminster for half an hour. Um, they've been described as huge eyes in the sky, strange shimmering lights, a car headlights glaring down. Um, here's a longer quote. Quote, it was a shining thing going along sideways in the sky from left to right. It glided over quite slowly. Porthole type windows ran the whole length of it. To my eye, it was the size of a whole bedroom wall. Enormous. These windows were lit up the color of yellow flames in a coal fire. It was very much like a train carriage with rounded ends to it. End quote. I don't like it. I don't like any of it. So, Again, waiter, this is not what I'm <laughs> So, and Arthur Shuttlewood is just keeps on reporting on all this stuff because he's just like, the fuck? He's like, you people are insane. I don't believe you, but I report well, the news, damn it. Right. And as, you know, 
he becomes known as like the person to go to when you have a sighting because he's like the guy writing about it. So all of these things start to make national news and it makes Warminster a destination for people who want to try and see a UFO. Oh, hey. So in August, it's estimated that 8,000 people visit this tiny town. Ooh, is everybody go there, drop LSD, hang out all night, <laughs> just wait for the UFOs? I mean, it's the 60s. I don't know. As one does. Um, so factory worker Gordon Faulkner takes a picture of a UFO he sees. Uh, his quote is, as it flew fast and low over the south of the town, I could just make out the unusual shape. It made no noise. Hurriedly, I got my camera free and pointed at the craft, but the line of flight was too fast to follow. So I held the camera well in front of it and pressed the trigger as it entered the viewfinder. I did not dream I would get anything on film at all and was amazed when it came out. Mm. Let me show you this picture. I was going to say, do we have the photo? Ugh. Okay, yeah, that's... I mean, when you say, like, someone so saw a UFO, that's kind of what you imagine, except the top part looks... Was it an accident? <laughs> right? It looks it's a little, little smushed. On top. Lizards, we'll, we'll put this on the gram, but it definitely does look like a flying saucer, but with maybe, like, a popomatic treble kind of button on the top of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So huh. that's, the, that's the picture, and... Okay. Um, a woman named Rachel Atwell wakes up to a dreadful droning noise and vibrations shaking her room. So it's another sonic attack. Uh, outside her window, she sees a bright object like a massive star. It was definitely domed on the top and huge in size, an unwinking light of an uncanny brilliance. It did not frighten me, but the awful noise it made did. Another sighting in August reports it as a crimson ball of light. A little less verbose than Rachel, but you know, whatever. <laughs> the noise thing is definitely disturbing. I I feel like you, we don't get a lot of noise complaints with other UFOs. Well, and I'm just sort of imagining it as like the sound of a plane taking off, like perhaps from a military base, or mm -hmm. something very just like droning bees maybe, like where it just, you know, like. Yeah, or maybe it has that same effect. Or like, like the mic feedback. does. Yeah, yeah, or like when someone... Not that this ever happens to me, but when someone's like outside your house really late at night and they're just the bass from their car is just super loud, you can just <clears> hear <throat> feel the vibe not in a good way, like Marky Mark feel the vibrations. Come on, come on. Feel it, feel it. But like you're feeling the vibrations. Yeah. Basically. Like when, when a bass is so hard that it um makes your heart beat different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like your whole whole bed's kind of vibrating. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, all this time, Shuttle was just sort of been like, yeah, whatever. But in September, he has an encounter of his own and <gasps> becomes a true believer. Arthur. He saw, quote, a huge cigar-shaped craft gliding along, a gentle giant in the sky, unquote. Um, he had a camera with him, but it burnt the film he used to document it. Oh, damn. It also stopped his watch and caused pins and needles in his hand and arm Sir, that might be a heart attack. Um, but <laughs> please see your primary care physician. <laughs> so Shuttlewood uh, sends the photo that Faulkner took to the Daily Mirror and they publish it. And people are Damn. like, holy shit, UFO. It, the, the news reaches as far as the U.S. They start publishing stories about Warminster, including like as far as California. Um, so not even just like huh. 
I don't know, weird random newspapers, but California. Uh, California. But my sources all emphasize the fact as far as California, although this is like the 60s, so it's not like we're talking like the 1800s, right, like right, as right. far as California. Anyway, so sightings continue to come in over the years. Um, two documentaries were made oh. kind of right after the fact, question mark. So in 1966, remember all these sightings are happening in 1965. Right. It started in Christmas, 64. So in 66, the BBC makes a little documentary about the town that's like a half hour long called Pie in the Sky. Oh, I want to watch that. And in 67, um, there is a little movie made about the Warminster Watch, which follows a group of sky watchers doing like a UFO hunt. Oh. And they either, they go to, like, a hill in the town, and they're looking yeah. for UFOs that night. Nothing happens, but you know what? Um, so interest starts to wane by the 70s, in, especially after, in 1970, um, not in Warminster, but, like, in England, a physicist set up a very deliberate hoax to try and be like, suck it, nerds. And oh. so around 1970, people were like, oh, they're all hoaxes, right? Oh, guy a set physicist up with hoax. an axe to grind. Jeez. He was, just, he was just like, fuck you guys. Fuck the magic you think is in the world. <laughs> um, in 1973, Shuttlewood predicts, I don't know how, none of my sources, which to be fair are two, but none of my sources were like, because <laughs> they were both so great and full of info. I was like, yeah, this yeah. is enough. Um, they didn't explain how he predicted it. Um, he kept saying that he saw UFO nests, which sounds basically like crop circles. So not like a nest of UFOs, but like okay. things that are destroyed by a I UFO. I feel better. I was imagining like electro- like Skynet taking over the world and there's a nest of electronics and they're just like making more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the, or like the end of Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, no. Have you seen Edge of Tomorrow? No. How dare you? Um, put that on your list. It's so good. I will. And you know, and you know, I'm like very squigged out by Tom Cruise. The fact that I'm recommending yes. a Tom, yes, 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 yes. I would, it's a big deal. I would like to say I call it an Emily Blunt movie. Oh, I like that. I yes, like that. she is super fucking badass in it. But highly recommend. But at the end, right. basically, he goes to a nest of fucking UFOs. I don't so, like calling it a nest. Okay, so Arthur <laughs> predicts some crop circles are going to happen, and they do. No, he. I think no. based off of crop circles, he predicts oh. that there's going to be a landing. Like maybe he sees a few, and he's like, "Well, oh, okay. they're going to land here next." So the BBC's like, "All right," and they come out to film. <laughs> Nothing else going on. Might as well. Shuttlewood at this point is really a true believer because um, at this point he's saying that he sees at least two two UFOs a week. What? Since 1966, and now That's we're in 1973. UFOs. That is a lot of fucking UFOs. So Was he taking LSD? Could be. I guess it's just too many. Or maybe I don't know. Did he hit his head well, that other time? Like, and I feel like this is something that you see with like UFO stuff is that like once someone true. has one thing, like if they're not just abducted once, they're abducted many times. So it's just like, mm-hmm. are the UFOs like, hey bud, coming back to see you again? Like I don't know. <laughs> anyway, remember me? So, we don't have to give you the whole orientation again, right? Right. We already broke your watch once, so we're maybe good, they right? have favorites, right? They're like, oh, you're cool. You're not going to cool. try you're... and film us again, right? Because we'll just bring your film. That's totally fine. All right. Hey, hey, bud. Hey, Art. What's up? Exactly. So at 11:53 p.m. on this predicted evening, um, someone from like it's a whole group that goes to do this sky watch, and someone sees. They're like, oh, look at that! 
And um, it was too far away to be caught on camera. But the person from the BBC who was there saw them too. And like went like this and we're like, holy shit. But it was just too far away. So the nearby uh, Salisbury Plain military training area is pretty mum on this. Like they're not saying, hey, that was us. Hey, that wasn't us. They're just sort of like, fuck off. Like we're the military. (laughs) Like they do. You know, one of the articles that I used as a source was a Medium article written by someone who grew up in the area. Mm-hmm. And the person who grew up in the area says that it was really, it was possible to hear and feel vibrations from the testing area of, like, aircraft taking off and doing drills. Come on, come on! Feel it, feel it! A lot, and it was pretty obvious when it was them. Hmm. So I think they are more of a skeptic and going, like, if people who live in this area and can't tell the difference, it's kind of on them. (laughs) Believers, though, think that the military outpost is why the UFOs Ah, like that area. And that's the tale of the Warminster thing. Interesting. Dang. And I love that that that's the name. It's never the UFO, the alien, whatever. It's the Warminster thing. I like it. You know, there aren't, a lot of UFO tales where the UFO looks like a cylinder, but they pop up every now and then. And mm-hmm. it's, I feel like that's so interesting because it's not the stereotypical UFO image. At least it comes up in my mind or like when, when it's on TV, I feel like they always go more for the flying saucer shape. So when the cylinder does pop up, it makes me think, it's not something. Cause like, why, why would you go for cylinder? Right. And so I mean, the fact that the reports all pretty much differ, like, what the fuck is that poker thing? But... <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> it makes me think, like, are you seeing it from different angles? Is that oh. the Ooh. thing? Um, or is it, you know, something going on with the noise that's, like, affecting your perception? Oh, that's interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Could be. Or is it all military shit? Or, and there's nothing. Or is it all the LSD you took? Because it's the 60s. I don't know. You know, did you just get super high? Um, <laughs> they weren't yeah. macro-dosing. That's all I know. <laughs> macro-dosing. <laughs> I'd like to call this a macro-dose of LSD. <laughs> so. Ooh, that was a good story. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was light and fluffy. Like, who knows what it is? Is it real? Is it not real? Who's to say? I like it. I love to believe in aliens. I just finished that book last night uh, that I was telling you about. You guys, I've been reading um, Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Hi, everyone. Editing Katie here. I bet you're wondering how I got here. This is just a quick aside to say I proceeded to... Tell M.M. the entire plot to Project Hail Mary, just to make the point that I like aliens and stories about aliens. We also then reminisced about the movie Arrival, which is amazing. You should consume both of these things. Happy holidays. Anyway, fucking love UFOs. So I hope this was fun for you guys. So fun. I'm speaking on behalf of everybody. It was so fun. We loved it. Um, lizards, happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. This is going to be our, I guess this comes out on Christmas, question Christmas mark? day before Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. Um, so this will come out Christmas Eve. So, uh, 
I hope if whatever you celebrate, if it was Hanukkah, if it's Kwanzaa, if it's something else, I hope it's lovely. That's right. Um, please Happy solstice. Stay, please stay safe. Wear the masks, you know, get please. boosted, wear your mask. If you can, please. get boosted, get boosted. And um, thank you from us to you, and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Come pop a bottle with us. Celebratory bottle. Probably next week. Yeah. Well, we'll see if editing Katie uh, doesn't lose her mind with end of the year stuff. (laughs) Um, But I assume next week. And uh, thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.